Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 66. Another new year. What will you do different? Hi, this is Michael Hyatt from michaelhyatt.com, and you're listening to the Strategic Living Podcast with my friend Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to a new year. 2015 is upon us. You found the Strategic Living Podcast. I can't think of a better way to start your year than right here with me. My name is Brian Holmes, and it is a joy to have you with us. Gosh, I'm excited about a new year. You know, we're all about transforming minds, developing leaders, and changing nations. We want to see you healed your mind renewed and transformed, we want to see you discover who you are. And this year is your year to do just that. Going to be a great episode, everybody. I can't wait to get started with you. Let's do it right now. Awesome to have you with us on the program today. Well, it is January 2015. Can you believe it? We are right smack dab at the beginning of a new year. And I don't know about you, but uh, I just get excited. You know, some people get depressed this time of the year during Christmas holidays, Thanksgiving, probably all the the crazy foods that we tend to eat and the things we put in our body during this time, I'm sure has something to do with that. But you know, uh, there, there's so many things to consider uh, when you go uh, come to the end of a year or end of a season and this demarcation, this line in the sand that we call December 31st into January the 1st, you know, New Year's Eve, we wait till midnight, we watch the ball drop in New York City if you're someone who watches that kind of stuff on TV, and and somehow that represents to us a new beginning. Uh, I'm not sure about all the the crazy parties and the wonderful celebrations, but I tell you, in my heart of hearts, there's something happening inside of me right now. I just sense that 2015 is going to be one of the greatest years I've ever experienced in my life, and I believe that for you as well. Well, I'm going to begin today by saying nothing changes until something changes. Did you hear me? Nothing changes until something changes. Yes, another year has come and gone. And I am certain, if you're like most of us, that one year ago today, there were ideas you were really fostering in your mind. There were dreams that you were considering. There were goals and and some changes that you were insisting on making in 2014. There were things that you had resolved to change. But I tell you this. If change is going to be our reality, then something has to change before something can change. And most times that thing that needs to change is you and I. So many people that I know imagine themselves out of debt. They, they oh my gosh, one of the greatest quote unquote New Year's resolutions is I'm going to lose weight this year. Like that could be, you know, November you could decide to lose weight. Uh, healthy, being healthy, eating right, exercising, making more money. You know, maybe a goal to purchase a new vehicle or a house or start a business or whatever it might be. 
the, the fact is we imagine these things. We fantasize about the, the things we could do. But the issue is not really the what. And sometimes, even though I believe the why is very important, sometimes the issue is not even the why. The real issue, if you ask me, is what will you do to pursue the what? What are you willing to change? The real issue is, are you willing to make necessary changes? Are you willing to really take an honest look at your life and make adjustments, rearrange priorities, foster in your own heart, your own mind, in your own life, discipline where discipline is lacking? Maybe even put systems in place or structures in place that will assist you in moving toward those goals. Maybe hiring a coach or a mentor, someone who can counsel you and help you to overcome the obstacles or the the issues that may be holding you back. What are you willing to do? It's not what do I want to do most often. It's not even why it would be a good idea to do it. It's normally, am I going to get off my rear end and actually make the change? Am I going to be the change that I desire to see? You know, the question really is, Am I willing to shift my own ways so that I can begin to see the change that in my heart I say I desire? I'm going to challenge you in this session. I'm going to really push you as a matter of fact. Another year is on us. Another year. My question is, what will you do different? So how many times have you written out these things called New Year's resolutions? Go ahead, raise your hand. Raise one hand if you're driving, only one. How many times have you sat down and listed out some goals or some things that, by gosh, this year, I'm going to make this change. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to, and we call them New Year's resolutions. I don't know why we wait until January the 1st each year to proclaim a resolution that could change our life and make a difference in our world. In fact, if you ask me, when a man knows to do good, this is biblical principle number one for you today, when a man knows to do something that will be good for him or good for her, when a person knows that this would be a good thing for me to pursue, a good thing for me to change, a good area of my life that could be addressed and could be improved, when a man knows to do good and he doesn't do that, to that person, it is sin. I'm not here to beat you down today. I'm not here to to uh, talk about sin, hellfire, brimstone. I'm simply saying the word sin, as you know, is an archery term. It means if I know what to do, but I choose or elect or I, out of insecurities or lack of motivation or whatever it may be, if I choose not to do those things, I am sure to miss the mark. That's what the word sin means. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hit the target that I say is important to me because I I haven't done the things necessary to actually see those changes come about. What is a resolution anyway? What does resolution mean? Well, in essence, it's something that is resolved. It, it, It really means to make a 
definite or a serious decision about something. It's it's resolute. I have decided, I have determined, this is my decision about this, whatever this is, fill in the blank. It really, it really involves settling in your mind, I am going to do X. I, I cannot remain the same. To remain the same is to continue in the pain that I'm in right now, and the pain of remaining the same now is greater than the pain of the change. I am resolving to do something. That's what a resolution is. And it sounds serious, yet so many people never act on what they have allegedly resolved. I mean, think about it. How many? Go ahead, raise your hand again. How many times have you written out or proclaimed or shared with someone a resolution you've made in your life, yet here we are at the beginning of another year, and I'm telling you, for me, there's several things in my life that every once in a while I think, you know, I've got to do something about that, yet I guess it's just not important enough. So when a person says they've resolved to do something, yet they don't ever act or put wheels to that or put motion to that alleged resolution, it begs the question, did that person truly resolve to make a change? Did they really ever intend to take action or did they simply become convinced that something needed to be changed? Therefore, they in their own mind, convinced themselves that that was a resolution in and of itself. Well, I know I need to change, therefore I resolve to change, but yet there really wasn't that commitment there. There's a profound difference in having all out, all in intention to take action and to make a change and simply being convinced that something needs to change. I contend that most people see the change that needs to occur in their life, whatever the area, financial, physical, health, relational, whatever. I contend that people are pretty aware of what needs to change or needs to occur. And they'll typically state it in some form. They'll write it down. They'll share it with a friend. They'll share it with a loved one. And the awareness and the writing it or stating it in their mind is actually the resolution. When in fact, resolution is not just what you see, being able to to be aware of what needs to change. It's not just saying it with your mouth. It is actually resolving, resolving it rather at a heart level to the point where I'm willing to commit my life to whatever action necessary to see that change come about. Real Resolution, ladies and gentlemen, requires corresponding action, relevant action, relevant to the resolution, requires action, and that action is what actually will cause, at some point in the future, the desired change to come about. You know, it's interesting, but we are professionals. We are such professionals when it comes to self-diagnosis. <laughs> we're we're experts. We're man, we have doctorates in the art of diagnosing others and counseling others. Usually we we can see what needs to change and most times we have some pretty clear ideas on on how to do it. I tell you what a lot of people I know 
are very willing to share their expertise with anyone who will listen, but they find it way more challenging to actually take their own advice and to go out and do, D-O, to do whatever it is they're advising others to do. You know, advice is cheap. You can read 15 books and you can really have a lot of knowledge about a subject. Therefore, you in some ways are qualified to share that advice or that counsel with other people based on the knowledge you've acquired. But really, regurgitating advice or knowledge is is pretty cheap. Action, discipline, determination, those things cost you something. Those things actually come with a bit of a price tag because not only do I have to have knowledge, not only do I have to be aware of what needs to be changed, not only do I need to have ideas on how to change it, but man, I've got to have the the total resolve, the discipline, the determination, even in the face of resistance, to take action, to move forward, to keep at it until the change that I desire to see has been made manifest in my own life. You say, well, Brian, let's let's talk about some spiritual things here. You know, what what about God and how does he fit into all this? And can't I just pray for God to to help me and fix things? Of course you can pray. And the Bible says that he is an ever-present help, help in the time of need. But I, I tell you what, this old adage that God helps those who helps themselves, I kind of believe that because God created us in his own image, created us in his likeness, gave us the capacity to think, to resolve, to, to come up with ideas and solutions, and he expects us to perform at the level at which he created us. And so sometimes we're asking God to help us. Really, we're asking God to do it for us. And God is actually standing by, I believe, waiting to see if we're going to take whatever faith we have and put our our work into it and actually give him something to work with. You see, I, this theology that, you know, all I have to do is believe and God is going to come alongside and perform miracles. Out of this, out of nothing, God is going to do this, and God is going to do that. And, you know, we actually treat God as if he's some sugar daddy. And I'm not being sacrilegious here. I definitely have a fear of the Lord, and I understand very much what I'm saying. We Religion has taught us to look at God as our bailout program. And I really believe in faith. I believe in faith. I believe that faith, as the scripture says, is the substance. It's the tangible thing you can grab a hold of. It's the substance of things that we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot presently see. But I also know the scripture teaches us that faith, which is what I believe, without works is dead. I can profess faith. I can confess till I'm blue in the face. I can tell everybody in the world what I believe God is capable of. But at some point, I have to actually apply what I believe so that I can see what I believe come about. God is, is 
honestly waiting on us to engage his capacity by performing in our capacity. I Here's what I know about faith. My belief is that God can do anything. I believe that God loves me. I believe I talk much on this program about the Father's love and relating to him as a father. But what father, what good father in his right mind is going to continue forever to do everything for their child? What if I tied my kids' shoes and they're 20 years old today? What if every morning I got up and picked out for my son what he's going to wear? Boy, would that be something because trust me when I tell you, uh, his style choices and mine are quite a bit different being as that I'm 48 years old and he's uh, just about to turn 20. You know, what What if we continue to have our 16-year-old children sitting in a high chair and we fed them with plastic spoons with Barney on them? What? What? Think about this. At some point, we expect a mature son, a mature daughter to grow up and be- begin to be able to do for themselves. That does not mean that the grace of the Father is not on us. It does not mean that God's power to 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 give us the strength we need to do what he's given us to do is not present because it always is. But ladies and gentlemen, faith without works is dead. Well, you know, I'm just waiting on God and and I know that all this is going to work itself out in in time and and when God gets ready, he's let me tell you what. Sir, man, oh my goodness. God, listen. You are not waiting on God to show up and fix something. God is waiting on you to resolve in your mind what you really want, to refocus and to actually activate your capacity and do something about it. God will come alongside of you and help you to do what you... Listen, in my weakness, he is made strong, but there are some things you can do. Give God something to work with. Say, man, Brian, you're on a roll today. Yes, I am, because I tell you what... I, I want to see you not only become all that God has created you to be, I want to see you engaged in, actively involved in, doing what you already have the capacity to do. And as I do what I can do, God comes and does what I cannot do. I want to give you a process that I suggest will help you in gaining clarity on what it is you want. It will help you to process the steps that you need to take in order to achieve the results that you want in your life. It's just an idea. But as we enter into this brand new year, I want you to consider, and by the way, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode 65, uh, 10 things that you can do to really get uh a running start into a new year. Very, very, uh, I believe, worthy episode and something that will be of great help to you. But this process I want to give you today is specific to you identifying what you want. You know, the song says, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. And then helping you to really focus in on taking action. Step number one would be this, and I'm not being religious here. Please know this. I, I want to tell you that I, more than ever before in my 48 years, believe that God wants to be involved in our daily life. 
I really believe he wants to lead us and guide us by his Holy Spirit into all truth, all revelation. I believe he wants to roll back the curtain in stages, in seasons, as as we are moving from faith to faith, glory to glory, level to level, phase to phase in our life, chapter to chapter, as we are journeying through life and discovering more and more every day of who we are and who he created us to be. I believe he wants to be actively involved in our day-to-day life. So step number one is really quite simple. Pray. Talk to him. Have conversation with the one who already knows the end from the beginning. Ask the Heavenly Father to open your eyes so that you can see his plans, so that you can see his desires, so that you can actually have the same kind of clarity, the same quality of clarity that he has concerning his desired future for you. And as you do this, I encourage you, to not be in a hurry to ask, ask, ask for things. What I want to encourage you to do is to ask him to open your eyes. Ask him to draw back the curtain so that you can see the amazing, wonderful life that he has planned for you. I promise you, if you do this and you master the art of conversation with Father, It'll be amazing the level of clarity you have concerning your tomorrows. So step number one is pray. Have conversation with dad. Number two, this is way more secular, by the way. What do you want? This is a question that I want you to write down as step number two. What do you want to look different one year from now? In other words, If you could go out 12 months into the future and look at the categories of your life, what specific things are you desiring to look different one year from now? Write it down. I want you to write it down. Write the question down, obviously. The first question here, uh, what do you want to look different one year from now? But then I want you to write down what comes to your heart, what comes to your mind. For example, let me give you some examples. Do you want a closer relationship with God? If that's a true desire of your heart, you realize, you know, man, I I do all the right things. I go to church. I do this. I do that. Do, do, do. Do all that. Uh, By the way, let me insert right here concerning this relationship with God. Toward the end of January, I'm going to be airing an interview that I did with Wayne Jacobson, author of several books. But he and I had this amazing conversation about the love of God towards us and how we have this desperate need to to pull away from performance mindset and really just get into grace and get into the love of God and walk that out. So I want you to, I just want to tease you right now to tell you you cannot miss that interview. But do you want a closer relationship with God? Are you are you really searching and desiring for another level of healing to take place in your heart? Are there areas of brokenness that you really want to get reconciled and resolved in this year? Do you want a better marriage? Is that something that's really strong in your heart? Do you want a better marriage, a better relationship with the one that God has placed in your life? Do you want better relationships with your children? Maybe there's been strife. Maybe there has been difficulties. Maybe there's been some rebellion going on in the home, or maybe there's been some breaches of trust. 
But is this the year that you take action, take steps toward reconciling those relationships? How about this? Are you are you really desiring a new job, a new career path, a new vocation, new in, a new place to be applying your skill sets? Are you are you working in a field that simply does not satisfy you? Well, write it down. Write it down. Do you want more money in the new year? There's nothing wrong with desiring pay increase or uh, more business for your company. There's not anything wrong with wanting to, to prosper in that area of your life. Do you have a strong desire for your debts to be paid off in 2015? Man, debt-free, baby, debt-free. We're going for that this year, my wife and I, debt-free. What about this? Do you want to live a more healthy life? I don't want you to say, well, I want to lose weight in 2015. You know, weight, losing weight. Can I tell you something? Most things that are lost can be found. (laughs) And I don't raise your hand on this one because you might give yourself away. But a lot of people I know, including me, on many occasions have set a goal to lose weight as opposed to setting a positive goal, which is to, I'm going to adjust my life and I'm going to change my lifestyle and I'm going to focus my attention on crafting a lifestyle that is for healthy living. You know, I've just recently... uh, begun a process back in the month of October 2014 I began the process of getting my life in order as it relates to my health and I'm I'm presently on that journey and I'm on my way I I've very you know here's the thing I'm blessed to have lost 44 45 pounds in the last 3 months or so but you know what the real deal is I resolved in my mind that I, I would not and I could not continue to live the way I was living. I resolved in my mind that I needed to get my health in order so that I could live for many, many years to come, so that I could be healthy and strong for my kids, so I could be healthy and strong for my grandkids. I, I, I resolved that my life and my value to society was worth more than the value that I was giving to myself by the way I was treating my body. And I decided before January 1, I'm going to do something. But you know what? I'm on a journey. It's not, it's not a diet that I'm on. I have people ask me, what diet are you on? How did you, what diet did you use to do? You know what? You can call it whatever you want. I made a decision that was rock solid. And that is that I'm going to live healthy. Well, do you want some new relationships in 2015? Maybe, you know, I would suggest to you that you need new relationships to go to the next level. We've talked a lot about that on this podcast. Relationships, the value of relationships, fresh, new perspectives, having input in your life. What about that business, ma'am? What about that business, sir, that you've been toying with in your mind for so long? Will this be the year, 2015, that you launch that business? What about that book? That book that you're writing or the book that you say 
you want to write? Have you made a resolution to write that book this year? Or have you resolved in your heart to take action? I'm so proud of my almost 80-year-old mother. Several months ago, we had a gathering at our home and just a lot of people that we do life with and have gone to church with over the years and and uh, just people we love. I challenged them, uh, similarly to what I'm doing here today. And I said, there's several of you in this room that are supposed to write books. There are things that you've gone through, experiences that you have walked out. There are There's knowledge and wisdom that you possess that someone needs to hear. And quite honestly, I wasn't even thinking about my mom because, you know, uh, she's nearly 80. On Christmas Day, my mom came to be with us for the day, and, and that evening I drove her home because she doesn't like to drive after dark. I walked her in the house and got her settled in, and she says, come here, I want to show you something. And she pulled off of her coffee table right by the chair she sits in in her living room a substantial stack of typed papers. And I would guess probably 60, 70, maybe 80 pages, typed pages. And she says, I've been working on my book. And I wanted to just cry. I'm like, man. I said, Mom, what are you writing about? And she says, you know, it's a compilation of all kinds of lessons that I've learned over the years and things that God has shown me and, you know, lessons about family and wisdom and raising kids and all these things. And she was just showing me some of the things that she was writing. And I'm like, man, I told her, I said, Mom, I said, tell you what, you do your part. You finish and get it all put together how you want it. And I'm going to make sure it gets edited, typeset, and published in 2015. My mom, at 80 years old, is going to be a published author. You have no excuse. (laughs) You and I have no excuse. Maybe this year you want to buy a new home. Maybe you're, you're feeling that you've entered into a season now where it's time for you to invest in your future and own as opposed to rent. Or maybe you've had a home that you've owned, but it's time to... To, to transition to a different area. Maybe you want to fund your retirement investments for the year and make sure that your estate planning is intact. These are all worthy things to consider. But what do you want to look different one year from now? Well, maybe some of y'all want to get married. I just heard shouts going up all over the place because I know all the single ladies all the single ladies, all the single ladies. I know all y'all are listening right now. And I know that your heart is you want to have companionship. Well, I'm going to tell you like I told a friend of mine not too long ago who it happens to be unmarried. I said, man, if you want to meet someone, you have to go places that someone's is. <laughs> because... If you choose to stay at home and not socialize and not be part of groups and communities and and various social settings, if you choose never to place yourself in the position to meet that person, you'll never meet them. Again, you got to go do something. What dreams have you shelved, given up on? Hey, this is one. Maybe somebody out there wants to get their pilot's license or wants to jump out of a perfectly good airplane and Learn how to to do parachuting. 
Maybe you need to, maybe you want to get a degree. Maybe there's somewhere you, you want to travel. What is it that 12 months from now you want to be able to look back and say, this looks different than one year ago? Man, what a what a change. What an absolute joy it is to proclaim, I did this. We accomplished this. We got this done. What is it that you want to look different one year from now? So let me go back and review quickly. Step one is pray. Secondly is to identify what it is you want to look different one year from now. Now number three, describe it. See it. Describe it in detail. Visualize it. Describe what it is you see. Explain and express even in writing the emotions of what it's going to feel like, what it's going to look like when this thing comes about. Step number four, this one's important. Bear with me. Concerning each of the things you've identified in step number two, those things you want to look different a year from now, I want you to ask yourself the following questions for each of those things. Number one, do I really want this? Is it important, really? Number one, do I really want this? Is it really important? Number two, is this thing aligned with my purpose and God's plans for my life? Number three, if the answer to number two is yes, by what date do I commit to reaching this goal? End of 2015, June of 2015, maybe it's further out. But you you put on this thing a target. I'm going for this. It's a part of that resolution process. Question number four. Can I reach this goal doing what I'm presently doing? Now, that's an important question because, you know, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to keep getting the same results, right? So here's the thing. I have to look honestly at if I... I keep doing all the things I'm doing right now. Will I make progress towards this goal, this dream, this vision for my life? Am I going to be able to, to one year from now, say, man, this looks different? Number five, can I achieve this desire with my current resources, my current education, my current skill sets, and my current relationships? I'm going to read that one again. Can I achieve this desire with my current resources, my current education, my current skill sets, or my current relationships? Now, the answer to that question is no. We're going to get to it in a minute, but what what do you have to do to acquire those resources, acquire that education, acquire those skill sets, meet those new people? What? So number five is critical. If the answer to that question is no, and for many of us it is, Then we've got to do the extra work of determining, okay, what do I have to do to make sure I have the things I need to move toward this goal? Number six, does my present environment help me or hurt me in aspiring to these results? Now, this is a critical question, ladies and gentlemen, because here's the piece. If you're in a toxic, negative environment, if you're around people who do not give a rip about your success, about your fulfillment, about you becoming the person God's called you to be. If you're in a place that is the antithesis of what it means to be at peace, you need an environmental adjustment. So answer the question honestly. 
And then, then what you going to do? Question number seven, what do I need to change? Question number eight, what do I need to do? Number nine, what accountability or structure do I need in place so that I can move towards this vision? And then number 10, what can I do today to begin? So here's the 10 questions very quickly again. By the way, this is process number four, but 10 questions. Do I really want this? Is it important? Number two, is it aligned with my purpose and God's plans for my life? Number three, if yes, by what date do I commit to reaching these these goals? Number four, can I reach this goal doing what I'm presently doing? Number five, can I achieve this desire with my current resources, my current education, my current skill sets, and my current relationships? Number six, does my present environment help me or hurt me in aspiring to these goals? Number seven, what do I need to change? Number eight, what do I need to do? Number nine, what accountability or structure do I need in place to begin moving towards this vision? And number 10, what can I do today to begin? All right. So in this process, number one is pray and ask God to help you see. Number two, what do you want to look different one year from now? Name those things. Number three, describe them in great detail. Assign emotions to those descriptions. What's it going to be like? What's it going to look like? And number four, you ask yourself the 10 questions concerning each of the things you've identified. Number five, last but not least, take action now. Not tomorrow, not I'm going to start on Monday, not I'm going to start. What can you do in the next two hours? A phone call, get on the internet, register for a course, whatever. What can you do right now to show that you are committed to taking a step? Identify one or two things you can do right now and start. Start. So the five steps again, pray and ask God to show you his plans. Number two, identify what do you want? What do you really want? What do you want to look different one year from now? What areas of your life need to change? Number three, I want you to see those things, describe those things in great detail. Number four, Ask the 10 questions for each of the things you've identified. Ask, you're qualifying the validity, the authenticity, and the seriousness of the 10 things or the, the, the things you've identified. Ask those 10 questions. And number five, what can you do right now to get started? Ladies and gentlemen, 2015 should be, and I believe it absolutely can be, your most productive, most blessed, most fulfilled year ever. I believe that with all of my heart. But you've got to decide. You have to truly resolve to make change. You have to refocus your life. And yes, you've got to take action. Make this today, right now. Make this the day that you begin the process of transformation, activation, fulfillment. Make today the day you can look back on 
and say, you know what, I remember when I heard that podcast, something grabbed my heart, and that was the day I decided, you know what, status quo, no mo. It's time to become. It's time to be. It's time to engage all that God has designed me to do in this life. I'm reminded of a scripture. Jesus, the Son of God, born of a virgin. We've just celebrated his birth in recent weeks. God himself, robed in flesh, descends into a lesser state so that he could redeem us back to his original design and intent. Jesus, the Christ, raised in a regular family, learned real trade and real skills, submitted himself to the process of learning just like we do. But when he came into his his assignment, he made a statement one day that, frankly, to this day, rattles me. He said, I must do the works of him who sent me. I must do the works of him who sent me. So I want to leave you with this today. You must do the works of him who sent you. God is not going to do the thing he created you to do. So just like Christ, and he's our brother, and his father is our father, we must do the works of him who sent us. So I challenge you, another year, another beginning, a new chapter, a new season, an opportunity, What will you do different in 2015? I want to invite you to comment on this episode. Go to brianholmes.com forward slash 066. And in the show notes there, share with us specifically. What has God revealed to you? What do you want? And what are you willing to do? to put the wheels in motion, to see God's plans and his desires manifest in your life in 2015. Well, that wraps it up for the first episode in the new year. couple of quick announcements for you here. I am thrilled, and right in line with our theme today, I'm thrilled to announce that we are going to be bringing the New Beginnings Intensive Workshop to Dallas-Fort Worth on February 27 and 28th. It's a Friday night and all day Saturday, and we're going to be walking you through. This is not a, a just a bunch of teaching and a bunch of monologue. This is a workshop. This is going to literally walk you by the hand through the process of some of the things we've talked about today. We're going to begin by dealing with 
the reconciliation of the past. We're going to try to bring closure to and and close off the books and reconcile the books on what has been. And then we're going to be working on awakening the dreams that God has placed in your heart. And then we're going to help you to develop a solid plan, a real strategy you can walk away with and implement right now. Go do. And then the last part of our process on Saturday afternoon is a time of activation, a time of of truly flipping on the switch and sending you out with grace, confidence, and the impetus to be who God's called you to be. This particular seminar is one of my favorite. In fact, uh, I was really, really blown away last year to see what God did in the lives of men and women, great leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs, ministers, writers, authors, coaches, you name it. Whatever place you are in life right now, I promise you that this particular day and a couple of hours we'll spend together will revolutionize your ability to be thrust into the future with great grace and confidence. You will be changed. New beginnings, February 27 and 28. Go to the website, brianholmes.com, for more information about that. You'll be hearing quite a bit more about that in the coming days. I want to tell you, the end of January, we're going to be launching our brand new website. Uh, going to be releasing some new features, a lot of new tools, some learning mechanisms that have not been present on our site for the last several years. It's going to be awesome. I just want you to know about that. Be watching for it and uh, be sure to check out the website often so you can see when that transition takes place. Next week, next podcast, episode 67. You don't want to miss this. My very special friend, John Morgan, who has been on the program once before, is one of the leading uh, voices in the entertainment world. He is the most sought after George W. Bush impersonator and lookalike. The guy literally without any makeup or prosthetics looks just like George W. But he is a wonderful man, has an amazing testimony. And together we dialogue about some things that I believe will help you as we launch into this new beginning. You don't want to miss next week's episode with John Morgan. Also, on our Monday Mastery segments that have begun the new year, I'm beginning the new year with a series on personal responsibility. You see the theme here, by the way? Yes, huh? I'm trying to really bring some value to you right now and help you to just come into this new year with a lot of momentum, all right? So, Monday Mastery series on personal responsibility. Next week, John Morgan. Our new website's coming, and please do check out the New Beginnings Workshop, February 27th and 28. It's going to be a great one. Well, just want to remind you as we come to this new year, if you have not subscribed to our weekly email updates, I want to encourage you to do that. We will not spam you. We will not share your email address with anyone. For any reason, that's just not how we roll. But 2015 is going to be an amazing year for BrianHolmes.com, Brian Holmes Ministries, our Strategic Living Institute. A lot of great things are being released and brought to you in this new year. And I want you to be aware of that. The best way I know to help you to do that is to simply get our weekly newsletter. It comes once a week. It simply has a digest of Monday Mastery, the blog posts, announcements, the podcast episode, all in one handy email to keep you informed as to what's happening here in our world and what God has us working on and doing. 
So I encourage you to do that. Also, subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and uh, rate the podcast. Leave a review if you don't mind doing that. That helps us greatly in getting the word out. And you know what? Share this with your friends. Email them and say, hey, check out brianholmes.com. Great things happening over there. We would so appreciate you helping us spread the word about transforming minds, developing leaders, activating destinies, awakening dreams, and all of that. I, I trust something we've shared with you today has challenged you. Make this your best year ever. Go after it with great confidence. Until next time, remember, you're made in his image, designed for greatness. The whole world's waiting for you to show up. God bless you, and Happy New Year.